this location is always temporary because once you start having kids, you start upgrading homes. You understand you need something bigger. Um, then right. you think about the school districts that they go to. You understand? So those things come into play with a lot of first time home buyers that don't understand the process. Hey everyone, my name is Richard Sari with Alliance Mortars Group and this week's episode of Helping Heroes Become Homeowners. I have on today Michelle Garfield with Genesis Realty Group. Ms. Michelle, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Staying warm. Staying warm. <laughs> so you're in Frisco, correct? Yes, I am. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What got you into real estate? Um, I'm single mom with two kids, one boy, one girl, and I did it because of the flexibility. Yeah, when you have children, you have to be flexible. You have to make sure, you know, that you're spending an equal amount of time with each child. Absolutely. Absolutely. How long have you been in real estate? Um, for a few years now, like over, you okay. can say over five years. So let me ask you this question. This is kind of a a funny question. You probably not heard this question before. What would you consider as your superpower? Oh, I know how to read people very well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can read them very well. <laughs> so I don't. I don't need to be at the poker table with you. That's for sure. No, no, because <laughs> I, I, I recognize little things in people. You know, like um, I pick up on you know, like when they're nervous. Uh, when I really don't want to do something, I'll go ahead and be like, hey, you know, if this is something that you don't want to do, just let me know. So you kind of pick up things with people when you've worked with them for a while. Okay, fair enough. So there's a lot of buzz in the news right now, right, about should we buy, should we not buy, jump in the market. But we, we have a lot of a lot of folks that are going to be first time home buyers that are going to get back into the market. Um, what do you what do you see? What's the most challenging thing for first time home buyers in this market that you that you make, maybe help with? Um, they don't understand the difference between um, a deposit and closing costs. So you have to explain those things to them that those are two separate things, two separate fees that you need to come up with when you're buying a home, and you have to break down to them what is a deposit versus what is closing costs to make them understand that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because so they're having get, some confusion on where that money goes afterwards. Yes, because they'll get to the table like maybe a few days before they get to the table. And like, I didn't know that I had to come up with 12K. <laughs> so you have to make sure that, that is explained oh. to them over and over again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's important to know exactly what what you need to bring to closing before you get to closing. Um, yes. Now, with that being said, is that on just conventional loans or all loans in general? That's on all that loans. Some challenges with that's on all loans in general because um, first-time buyers have the conception that they have to come to the table with twenty percent down. You understand? So they don't know the difference right, between right. a FHA loan and a conventional loan. So you have to explain to them when they're a first-time home buyer. If you choose to go FHA you have to put down 3.5%. If you go to conventional, it's anywhere from 3.5% all the way to 20%. You understand? So you have to make sure that they, are, right. they understand those two different programs. 
So if you're a first-time homebuyer, it'd be important to get into a first-time homebuyer class, right? We can go in there and explain the programs and what effects yep. each loan has on down payment and closing costs and what, what a general idea, what you may have to bring to closing at certain price points. Yes. And I think as a realtor, you need to really have a class available for them to go to. Once they come out of that class, you need to also explain things to them. I explain things to my first-time homebuyers, you know, differently than most realtors. I walk them through the whole process before we even get in the process. Does that make sense to you? So that we won't get right. in the middle of the process. And they're like, well, you never brought that up to me before. So, right. You yeah. want to set expectations. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, I let them know that um, with first time home buyers, you have to ask them, hey, is this going to be your permanent home? Or, you know, I let them know, hey, you know, it just may be you and your wife right now. In a few years, you guys may decide to have kids. So think of it when you're buying a home as a first time home buyer. This is not your permanent location. This location is always temporary because once you start having kids, you start upgrading homes. You understand you need something bigger. Um, then right. you think about the school districts that they go to. You understand. So those things come into play with a lot of first time home buyers that don't understand the process. Yeah, I think for us, when we moved to Frisco, I think the biggest part of where we landed from a house hunting perspective was the school district. Yeah. So that, you know, at the time, our kids were not of age to really consider that, but that was something that we knew we were going to be in the house for at least 10 years. That was, that was our plan. So yes. we knew at some point the school ISD was going to come into play. So exactly. as a first time home buyer, that might be a forward thinking strategy of where you want to be based on the school district. Yeah. And I, you know, I try to explain that to people a lot. I also get into, you know, when it's the first time home buyer, they have a hundred things that they want included in the home, right? Oh, the home must yeah. have a, a through Z they wanted to have. So when I deal with a first time home buyer, I, I ask them, what is your wants versus what is your needs when it comes to a home? Okay. Um, just look at it as this is a temporary home for now until you, you elevate to something bigger. So I just tell them, give me your five top, you know, what is your wants and what is your, what is your needs? And what do you, you know, when you start looking for a home, what you want now is not what you're going to end up in the process of looking for a home. You understand? Cause there's going to be some sure. give and take. So you have to realize what you're willing to give and what you're to take on these homes. Well, that leads us into our, our, our next question a little bit. So the market's changed here the last two or three years with inventory being very tight. So that could be a challenge when they're telling you what they want versus what's currently out there. What are some potential um, things that they should be looking for when they're out um, hunting for homes? First of all, I don't show a house to a client without a pre-approval letter. And when I mean a pre-approval yep. letter, I make sure that that pre-approval is written all the way up through underwriting so that I don't have any understandings or miscommunications because sometimes you can get a pre-approval but when it's time to close, you get to the tape when they're like, no, we can't do it because it wasn't written up to a certain point. So I make sure that, you know, I get them with a lender that can pre-approve the loan all the way up to underwriting. Yep. So, you know, one of the things that we do here um, from time to time, depending on what type of due diligence needs to be done on the file, because each loan is different, right? Each loan yes. has a different story behind it so it we'll does. do what's called a to be determined underwrite where we'll get everything outside of a contract and we'll have it fully underwritten yes and then we'll get the conditions as if they have a home once they exactly. land a property and get on a contract then we're already ahead of the curve um 
we do have the automation for customers that once we get the automated approval, that's kind of the mini underwrite because it's, you know, pay stubs, W2s, bank statements. We've done our due diligence still. They are pre-approved with an automation. Okay. Um, but if we need a manual underwrite or if we need some questions concerning based on income, or we're really not sure from a loan officer level perspective, yes. because the automation is only as good as what we input it. So we can input whatever we want and get the approval. But if we don't calculate that income correctly, it could go sideways when it gets to underwriting. Yes. So in those scenarios, we're going to do a TBD and have an underwriting approval on that while they look for a home. And so that's, that's one thing, thing that uh, some yeah. buyers out there might want to consider. And they need that. Sure. You understand. And also when they're looking for homes, I'll also point out mm -hmm. to them because you guys are a newer couple. I wouldn't go into an older home because then have to think about repairs. You understand? So there's certain things and yeah. guidelines that I try to lead them to, to make this process as smooth as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. one thing I want to mention with that though, is we can do a renovation loan in addition to the purchase. Okay. So if we do have some updates that they may want to do and they, they just love the home and there's really not a lot of other houses out there that they may be able to get their hands onto, we can do an, uh, a renovation loan in addition to that, have the repairs done and bring and that, so bring that house up to an age yeah. of you know, effective age, newer than what it is. And see, that's good because not a lot of lenders offer that or, you know, what I'm saying they don't explain that to the realtor or the client. That's why it's important that what you're dealing with a realtor and a lender, that both of them are on the same page. You understand? So yep. your realtor can lead you to the right lender. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So what are some of the the strategies that you use to win an offer in today's market? Because this is going to start getting crazy here in the next quarter or so. It is um, usually when I'm in a multiple offer situation, I explain to my clients, especially if they're first time home buyers, you don't need to get into a situation where you have to waive the appraisal or the inspection. You don't want to do that. You understand? You don't want to get into a situation as a first time home buyer that you're um, bidding over asking price. Because as a first time home buyer, you really don't have the money to do that. You understand? You need to save as much as you can. Um, so I right. do, yeah. I do explain to them if they go out a little further, you understand, than what they wanted to, they won't get, they'll find the home that they're looking for, but they won't get into a bidding situation. Because if you move a little further out where no one is really looking, then that's better on us for negotiation. You understand? Like we won't be competing with the next person. Do you, do you feel some of those offers that you're in a bid with? if the lender can do it quickly, quicker than others, that that has a little bit of help or is that just something most sellers really don't care about? Um, it's just depending on the seller sometimes, you know, just depending on if they're in a lease and they need to move, you know, really quickly. And um, I'll explain it to my lender, like, hey, um, my client is in a lease right now and they need to be out by such and such date. So it just okay. depends on, you know, the, the client, the circumstances that the client are in at the time. Because okay. if you're in, a, you know, in a lease that's about to end soon, you want to get into a house as soon as possible so you don't have to pay any extra money to the apartment complex or the property management company that you're renting from. So if I'm a first time home buyer and I go through a class, is part of the class learning the ins and outs about a home loan? Is anything discussed in the classes about how the market is and how competitive you may have to make an offer together, put together? Yeah. 
I think that goes. I think it should be in the class and then it should be turned around and your realtor shouldn't, uh, you know, make knowledge of that, that you, this is what you, the steps that we have to go through right now. That should be the first thing. Your realtor should tell you what type of market that you're in at the moment. They should know what type of market we're in at the moment. And when you're in a, in a competitive offer situation, I, I believe as a realtor, you're also having to run comps to make sure we're not overbidding craziness on that, on that home. Yes. Um, you run okay. comps. Not only, you know, you run comms, you, you run the neighborhood, you visit the neighborhood several times and um, you take them to visit the home. And when you take them to visit the homes, you know, you have little tricks and trade as a realtor that you do. You understand you make sure you tell the client, you know, make sure you're opening every door. You make sure you, you bring your car charger so you can plug it in the walls to make sure the outlets are working. You know, it's just little things, you know, go outside and ring the doorbell. Um, I encourage clients that have children, bring your children. Because children find everything <laughs> and they discover everything. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Now, is there any special areas that would be specific for first-time home buyers? I mean, to have better, a better advantage of getting an offer accepted in a in a, in a price war. Mm, well, like I said, like the rural. Yeah, would, rural. I mean, would rural be a better area. I think rural areas are the best because you're not competing. You understand when you have someone that's working in the city and they're a little newer to the city, they're going to want that area right there close to the job. If you're, you know, if you can afford to drive every day an extra 30 minutes, I suggest you take it because you're not, you're not competing with someone over the price of the home. So what advice would you give somebody who's a first time investing in real estate when it comes to buying a home what's what's mm. the what's the most the, the best advantage of being a homeowner um all that money that you're putting in that you were paying a landlord right that's free money to the landlord basically because guess what you're putting into their property you have nothing if you miss a payment they take you to court you have to go if you're if you're buying all that all the, the payments that you're making that's building equity into your property that's yours that's something that belongs to you that's something that you can hand down from your to your children's children's children you understand that helps create a legacy for you for you and your family right generational and you're building yeah. wealth right through through real estate yes are there any other are, are there any special things that you can think of if I want to get into investment property and purchase investment property. Are there any special negotiation tactics for investment properties when you're in a bidding war? Well, to me is cash is king. You understand? So yeah. cash is king. Who's not going to want to accept cash. If you say, Hey, I have a cash offer. They're going to go with cash. Yeah. Most of the time they are right. Yeah. They want so, cash. Yeah. That's, that's, that's been the challenge. You know, you had all, you have these big corporations coming in and, and buying investment Everything. properties and paying cash. Yeah. Exactly. And just letting that, letting that and property sit um, and eating up the inventory for everybody else who wants to purchase a home. Yeah. And a seller wants cash. You understand? It's just like, they don't have to worry about anything. It's on hand. So cash. Do you think we're headed back into that, that market? If rates start to, well, rates have been improving, but if they continue to improve, like some are waiting for, 
Do you think now is the time to get into the market and buy or, or to wait to the summer? No, I would think now would be the time to buy right now because when you're, when you're looking at this property, they're not getting many offers on the property. You understand what I'm saying? And a lot of people just want to sell. They don't want their property to sit. So they're willing to negotiate with you a little bit more right now. You understand? So when it gets back to the old market, there is no negotiating. It's either you're going to come with 50% over the asking price or what are you going to do? So, yeah, yeah, now, now, now it's the always, time. yeah, it's like a date. You understand? Buy the house, date the rate. <laughs> so that's the, the thing right yeah. now. You're going to have that equity situation built, too. So if you if you can get into a house now and exactly. you look up in six months, there could be some appreciation based on what the market's doing. But that, that equity is yours. Exactly. It's not the person that you're renting the property out from. Right. So no. it's important to make sure you have a budget. I always talk about having a budget, get a budget in place. And if that budget affords you to get into a home, get with the realtor, get the pre-approval done and start looking. Cause there's like, like you said, there's opportunities. Right sellers now. want to sell the property. So yeah, yeah. this would be, be the best time now. Yep. Absolutely. So can you give us, um, a most memorable story about helping someone find their dream home? Oh, wow. Well, honestly, really, I've been dealing with a lot of sellers lately. Um, but getting someone into their dream home is just like um, I had a client. She was she couldn't come up with, a, you know, the down payment. I was like, hey, do you know what a DPA program is? And she was like, yep. no. And I explained it to her and I said, hey, what a DPA program with those, you know, it can help you with the down payment or the closing costs. But the interest rate is a little higher. And they were willing to accept the interest rate being a little higher. Yeah, so, because they can always refinance it, right? Exactly. I mean, he gets them into the house with what they need now with the program that's available to them. Exactly. It helps them right now at this moment, not later. And they don't have to wait five or six months because they're trying to save up the deposit or money toward the closing right. costs. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one thing, if you're out there listening, you know, we're in tax season. And, you know, if, if you happen to get a tax return and you know you're going to get a tax return, that is an opportunity to go towards down payment or closing costs or help you get to that savings goal that you were looking to get to to get into the market. Yeah. So don't discredit the fact that you can't use that tax return money. You can use that tax return money as a down payment or to help with closing costs. So keep that and in I mind. When I talk to them about putting down their, you know, using their tax returns, I remind them like, hey, you do have kids. Remember, you know, what I'm saying, remember, you using this tax return now can help fund your kids to college because by the time they get to college, you can pull that equity out of your home and pay for college and don't have to worry about loans. Yeah. Yeah. Because college isn't getting cheaper. Believe you it's me. Not. Trust me. I know I have two It's not. Almost have the second one out and finally breathe. Exactly. So, so you're just like, yeah, you help them make smart decisions and investing that tax return money is one of the best decisions you could ever make. Yeah. And, you know, going back to the first time home buyers, you know, I, I, I've mentioned this in a few other podcasts with my oldest son and my oldest son, before he went to go run an apartment, he mentioned, you know, it's going to be hard for me to buy a home here in a few years. Cause you know, things are expensive when it comes to first time home buyer prices right now. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure not to get fully discouraged by him telling me that because you're going to be a homeowner. You just got to put a plan together to save 
a certain amount of money each month yeah. and over a course of maybe 12 months, you could be in the market next year because you really just need to have either 3% down, 1% down with some products. Um, there are 100% financing products out there. So, you know, if you're still thinking you have to have 20% down to get the cheapest payment, there are other ways to be creative with the financing, yes, with the programs that are available. So it don't is. try and qualify yourself online and look at the rates online because that's just no, kind of a starting right. point. You want to get with a, you want to get with a lender and a realtor. Yes. And please don't go off of Zillow. <laughs> no, go off of Zillow. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of people look at those I'm prices. Gonna the I'm going to plead the fifth. I'm going to plead the fifth on that. <laughs> now you have, you know, this is a VA podcast. We talk about the VA home loan. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the benefits on that program with you. But you, you come from a military background, correct? Yes. My cousins and family are VA. My grandfather, World War II. Um, we are a military family. So, yeah, I love VA loans and not a lot of people understand them, though. And that's the problem. That that is that is a challenge and yes. it's, it's a frustrating challenge from a lender's viewpoint because you've got. You've got a lot of noise out there when they hear he's offering a VA home loan. Yes, well, it's 100% financing. He's got nothing. He, he's it's a weak buyer. That drives me crazy because they've earn the benefit of putting, putting nothing down, but they probably do have money to put down. They they've do. been approved with money in the bank. So why do VA loans get a bad rap? Because what like is I the said, misconceptions that you hear from other realtors? One, a lot of realtors don't understand the program. Do you understand? They don't understand the ins and out of a VA loan. Um, they think um, because of the appraisal is a little stricter than it is on a conventional home loan. You understand? And yeah. a realtor don't take the time to understand what's going on. It's the same guidelines, but they're just a little stricter. You understand? If something needs to be fixed on a home, the VA requires it. You need to get it fixed. And a lot of people don't want to make repairs sometimes. But it's one of the best loans that you could have. Right. And that's understandable um, from a, an appraisal value perspective or even, even the condition of the home. Yeah. The appraiser that's doing that VA appraisal has to make sure that it meets the minimum property requirements. Is it safe? Yes. Is it sound? Is it secure? Yes. I would think on a conventional appraisal, if you've got a hole in the wall or a broken window or whatever the case may be, that's not a, a safe house at the moment. It needs to be repaired. So, there's going to be some minor things on a conventional loan and a VA appraisal that may have to get repaired altogether. Um, yes. Now there are ways of getting around the minimum property requirements too with the VA that we can talk about at another time, but there are exceptions to that on having, having to get it fixed. Yes. Um, the biggest thing that I hear is the appraisal value is going to be different than if we go conventional. And I don't know where that logic or that reasoning comes from. Um, because people think that sometimes when you get a VA appraisal, sometimes it does happen where the appraisals do come in a little lower, but that's not a big percentage. You understand what I'm saying? That they are requiring you, oh, well, you have to get this fixed. That's not a big percentage all the time. Um, so I don't understand. You have to understand the VA to know how these programs work. Yeah. And you have to understand, you know, well, we are a country that says we back our military. Wouldn't we want to see them in a home? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Now, what VA what VA offers too that most rulers may not know is that we have two opportunities to rebut the value. You do with a VA home. We do. We have two. We can. You're going to get a tidewater alert first of all if the house isn't going to come in for purchase price. So we have 48 hours for the realtors to find more comps, get those comps to the appraiser, and go from there. If we're still not there, then we can do a reconsideration of value up with VA and yeah. have them review the appraisal. So there's Some, been, you know, I've heard I've heard of examples of it getting back to purchase price by going through that process. With a conventional loan or an FHA loan, you can rebut with the appraiser and that's the end of the story if they don't do any changes. Yeah. So with VA, you have another opportunity to make that work. To make it happen. And people don't understand it. that. So it's just like, you know, and it's not the requirements are not hard. You understand? They think that when you get a VA appraisal, they're looking like for the smallest little things. And they're not. It's not the smallest little things that they're looking for. It's just the things that they want to make sure that as a veteran, they're in these homes comfortable. They want to make sure they're you're not sitting on a petroleum gas line. There's not any hazards right. in the house. You understand? So the guidelines are not that hard. You just have to know what they are. You know, it's the same. They want to make sure the size of the home is okay for the veteran. You understand um, that it's not falling apart. You don't have any, you know, um, mold real bad in a home. You don't. So it's just stuff like that. It's it's simple stuff that they're looking for. It's, it's nothing hard. <laughs> and that that conventional appraiser is looking for that too. Yeah. Now what what VA is trying to line up, and I think they're close to doing this, is they're trying to line up some of the appraisal formatting that conventional has in place. So if if that comes together, um, then you're going to have, you know, in I guess a realtor's eyes, you're going to have an apples to apples comparison on appraisal processes. Um, with VA, you know, VA does have a certain timeline when appraisals have to be delivered back to the lender. Yes. Um, that is 10 business days. 10 so, and that's all you're going to get. That really isn't going to be a delay on the process. Yeah. No. Not by but any then, means. You're still closing those lines in 15, 20 days. If they're backed up in conventional or FHA, you're still going to wait the uh, same amount of time. Does that make sense to you? So it's just like, yeah. yeah, it's a process. Everything is a process. So you, everything is a process and everybody works as a team to get that loan done. I mean, exactly. there's no other different guidelines. Well, I say guidelines. There's not a difference in how the loan gets processed between a conventional loan or an FHA loan or or VA. It's, it's all the same process. Yeah. Um, it's the same process. So you deal with a lot of sellers, as you mentioned earlier. Is there any any advice that you give that you can give the sellers that might be hesitant if they get a VA offer? Is there anything no. that you discuss and, and maybe draw some concerns and bring them at ease? No, because I explain the whole process of each program with the sellers. You understand? I tell them, hey, if you get a um, a VA loan and the, the appraiser come out, they may require you to fix something. But just like if you're doing a conventional loan, they may not require you to fix it right now. They may just require you to cut a check to get it fixed. You understand? It's the same thing. It's the same process. It's just right. two, different, two different ways of asking. You understand how to do it. So... The things that you think should on the house that needs to be fixed now, go ahead and get that taken care of now so that when the appraisal comes out, we don't have anything to worry about. If there's anything major, get that taken care of now. You know, you may be able to find someone at a decent price to do it for you. 
So just it's better to get it done now. Yeah, there's been, you know, there's been a lot of examples that we've we've had where we have the conversations with the realtor who's representing the buyer and they're concerned about the house, this and that, and they they address those concerns. Mm-hmm. But yet it doesn't become a concern on the appraisal. So you you you've made a stressful situation for everybody when it really didn't have to be. So what I try and inform everybody, look, if you can get the offer accepted, that home inspection is going to tell us what may or may not need to be addressed when the appraiser goes out there. Exactly. But if you've dealt with a few VA loans before, you know the things that they're looking for. You understand? So when you're walking around the seller's home, you tell them, hey, I've worked with VA loans before. And I'm just explaining to you that if we get this done now, so it won't be an issue. You know, I've done these loans before. It's not major issues. It's minor issues. You understand? So like you want to make sure the roof is intact. The same thing they're going to do for the conventional loan. You understand? Right. So you might as well yep. get it fixed. So instead of cutting a check, they just want you to fix it now. That's how do sellers have. Do sellers think they're going to net less if they take a VA offer versus conventional? Well, it's just depending on the seller sometime because you may have a seller who who needs to sell now because they're moving out of state. You may have a seller that you understand they're they want the best, best offer. Right. So you understand you have to explain to them, you know, what a VA loan, they don't have to put a deposit down, but they can if they want to. You understand? Well, here's the misconception. Here's the misconception that I hear from realtors that don't truly understand what can and cannot be paid on behalf of the veteran. So there's a lot of a lot of misconception about that the seller has to pay all the uh, all the veterans' closing costs or fees or non allowables. No, no, up to four <laughs> percent. Right, but there are some non allowables that if we exceed in a loan charge, it's got to be paid by somebody. And typically, the yes. realtor thinks that regardless of that scenario, it's got to be paid anyway. The termite inspection, the closing fee with title, there's a few non allowables that are just embedded in the mind that the seller's got to pay it no matter what. And that's really not the case. Well, so that is exactly. one of the things that I've been hearing lately is that. And they don't want, you know, you have a lot of people, sellers who don't want to pay like the full 3% commission to the buyer. You know, when you're dealing with a VA, all commission must be paid by the seller. You understand? It cannot be paid by the buyer. So I let them know, hey, this is not a situation that, you know, you can say 2.5% because nothing can come from the buyer when it's dealing with the commission. You understand? So um, I go through step by step with them what they have to pay what they don't have to pay. And I think that's the important thing that since you've worked with um, VA loans before, you just inform them, hey, on a VA loan, this is what you're required to pay. So if you're dealing with a VA loan, I run numbers for my clients all the time. You understand this is how much you'll make on a VA loan versus how much you make on a conventional loan. I give them that choice and I let them know if you're going to do a VA loan, just remember that you're helping a soldier, someone that's affording us the ability to walk around free the way that we are. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people miss that for some yeah. reason. They're just thinking about the the bottom line versus their decision to take an offer from a VA buyer can change that person or family's whole life dimension. The whole because their we whole don't life. know what that veteran or family was dealing with before they came back to civilian life, right? And a house makes all the difference in my opinion. Yeah, helping that veteran and family adjust. And then what if the soldier has to leave again? 
he don't want to be worried about, hey, where's my family at? You understand? They want to know they're in a safe, secure home environment. You know, they leave yeah. 18 months at a time without seeing their family. They want to make sure that their family is back home comfortable. Absolutely. And that's that's important for the yeah. most because you can have veterans that want to purchase while they're still on active duty to get their family settled. Yeah. And know that they're settled in a home versus base housing or an apartment. Right. Exactly. It's, there's a lot of other reasons why you should help the veteran attain home ownership. You should just seeing how much money you can make. Off and remember, some of my first time home buyers so. like you were before. You understand? You have to let them know that, too. This will be yeah. a first time buyer home. Great for a first time soldier. So, yeah, absolutely. Are there any any steps that you can suggest on how to make that VA offer a little bit more competitive? Stand, stand out more? Yes, I do explain to my uh, veterans sometimes that even though you're not required to put down a deposit, I would put down something just to show them that you're serious. You understand? To let them to sweeten up the deal because they're not going to really take your offer serious sometimes if they feel like, oh, well, they don't have to put down any money. I just tell them, you know, whatever you can put down sweetens the deal for you a little bit more. Right. Because, you know, whatever they put in earnest, if we happen to structure it a certain way, they could get all of their earnest money back and yes. not have any anything out of pocket, anything down. It's just, hey, there you go. You're getting your yeah. earnest money back. Use it for furniture. Use it for whatever. And that's that's the way you have to explain it to them. You have to let them know, like, hey, I understand that, you know, it does say that you don't have to put down any money. But remember that you're also competing against other people. I also let them know when they put down their deposit to write a letter. You understand? Let the people know who you are, because a lot of people, when they sell their homes, they're attached to their homes. They just don't want anyone moving to their homes. You understand? So I do tell my veterans sure. to write a letter sure. sometimes explaining to them, you know, that they are a veteran, how long they've been a veteran. You understand? That just sweetens up the deal sometimes. Now, what, one of the best practices that I do is when not just with VA, but pretty much every buyer that I deal with, if I know they're putting in an offer, I'm going to call the listing agent okay, and I'm going to introduce myself. I'm going to let them know I'm representing the VA buyer that they are making an offer on your home or has made an offer on your home. And I'm kind of going to go through the bullet points of what to expect in that loan process and what the seller does not have to pay, thinking that yes. the seller has to pay certain cost. And I'm also going to explain the appraisal process. So what I'm trying to do is, is give them some comfortability that, hey, even though it's a VA offer, they're a qualified conventional buyer. They're just using their VA benefit because that's essentially what they are. Exactly. They're they are an approved conventional buyer that wants to use the benefit that they earned at the end of the day. Yes. And especially if you're dealing with um, a lot of realtors are big, you know, for um, the military. So, you know, you contact another realtor and say, hey, I have a VA buyer here. They're kind of, you know, they're, they like that stuff like that because they're like, okay, you know, I have family that's in the military too. You know, I want my family to have a home. So they're sensitive to those things when it comes to the military. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, one of the, one of the reasons why I've, I started doing the podcast and I'm starting to do the VA classes uh, about a year and a half ago is to change that thought process and to change that misconception of what that loan product really stands for. Yes. It doesn't stand for 
it's gonna I, I want to use that program because it's the hardest one out there and I'm not sure I'm gonna get the house if you know whatever the case is it's one of the easiest loan programs it's it's the best loan program from a pricing perspective for yes. a veteran and it's gonna have the best affordability on overall payment of for any it. of the program exactly and from an underwriting standpoint their job is to find any and every way to get that approval for the veteran that's how I look at it VA, too. Yeah. The, the, v, the VA home loan has about a 94% approval rate versus all the other loan products. Other loans that you're so going it to see. It's the highest approval rate versus conventional or FHA. Yeah. So that's something, to be, that's something to be said for, right? Yeah. And I think a um, lot of realtors should be required to take those classes too. So they're more informed on those type of loans. You understand? Because they're not really inform they're listening to some another realtor telling like oh i wouldn't really take that if i was you because that realtor don't understand the program does that make sense to you so i think that as realtors we should be required to take those type of classes it should be a requirement well come take my class you get continuing education of extra two hours (laughs) yes i have no problem you will learn everything you need to about the va home loan not just the bullet points but you're going to go a full deep dive of everything and how to make that benefit your business and help the veteran in the same way and make it happen. Yeah. I have no problem. Yeah. Let me know. You know, I'll sign up. I have no problem. Absolutely. Yes. I'm Absolutely. We got one coming up probably in March. So I'm putting that together. Okay. Um, well, I want to thank you for being on. This was fun. Thank you. We thank you. talked about first time home buyers. Yes. Um, I would like to do a class on that too. Um, we, we did a, I did a, class a few months ago, we had maybe 10 folks come out, but you know, at the end of the day, I think it's important to always be talking about the benefits of being a homeowner versus yes. hearing the noise that you have to rent. I mean, you may have to rent for a little bit, but at the end of the day, if you can save and become a homeowner, you're going to build wealth. You just are. Yeah. I think, you know, the benefits of owning a home should always be discussed. Like it should start at the, with my kids. I tell my kids all the time, you know, the benefits of doing everything like Owning a home sometimes is like hitting a lottery and you just don't know it. It's like hitting a lottery because yeah. it's money in the bank <laughs> and you just don't know it. So you have to explain that to them. You know, it's like, it's like planting a tree. You plant a tree when it's very young, five years, you see it grow. It's the same concept with buying a home. Yes. Buy your first home that you can afford. It might be 1,500 square feet, but over five years, what you paid for it is going to grow in value to where you can now go to your next home. Exactly. Um, so there's, there's different strategies that you want to put in place to, to get there. And there's a lot of programs out there to help you get there right now. So there is. Honestly, so how can I, people, go ahead. I, Honestly, I do a lot of door knocking on apartment complexes because a lot of people in apartment complexes, they just don't, they are so misunderstood when it comes to owning a home. So I just do a a lot of door knocking and talking to them and explaining to them, you understand, Um, explaining to kids. I talk to my son's friends, my daughter friends, like, hey, this is something you need to do. Don't let no one discourage you. It's the best investment that you can make. Yeah. Quit listening to the noise is what I like to say. Exactly. <laughs> Listen to an expert who's doing it in in the area. They've been doing it for a while. You know, let get get their take on what you need to do to get approved. 
Exactly. So how, so Michelle, how can, how can folks get a hold of you if they want uh, to start looking for properties or have a consultation with you? Um, you can go to my website, uh, genesisrealtygroup.net, or you can give me a call at area code 972-571-6082. I'm on all social medias, either by Michelle Garfield or Genesis Realty Group. Awesome. Well, my name is Richard Seri with Alliance Mortgage Group. Thank you for listening today. And if you would, please subscribe. When we release a podcast, you'll get notified so you can listen on on this week's news, whatever information we're talking about that week. I do appreciate you. If you're looking to refinance or purchase, give me a call at 214-872-2188, or you can always go to our website at alliancemtggroup.net. Until next time, folks, thank you for listening. If this episode has been beneficial, we'd love to hear from you. Please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, for regular updates and tips, make sure to follow our social media channels, which you can find in the show notes. Until our next episode, keep making homeownership dreams come true.